So you guys know here at DNVR, we are huge supporters of CBD and we're happy to have Green Roads on board. If you're not familiar with Green Roads, they have almost every type of CBD product you could want green road sells and the coolest part about green roads is it's grade a stuff it's top shelf stuff it's pharmacist founded pharmacist formulated it's award-winning products the number one privately held cbd company in the u.s by market share green roads like i said they have everything abundant selection of oils topicals edibles beverages more stuff than that too they've got everything uh cbd capsules sleepy z's Relax bears, gummies, CBD bath bombs, CBD soft gels. They've got everything. So check them out today at greenroads.com. Use code DNVR20 for 20% off. That's at greenroads.com. Use code DNVR20 for 20% off your purchase. All right, here we go. Welcome into the postgame winner's lounge. There we go. Magic. From the DMVR Magic. Bar. Magic. Yeah. Magic. Uh, sure. Yeah. Paul Mills that magic. Magic. What's up, guys? Welcome in. Harrison Wind, of course, joined by the man working on the score graphic. As we speak, God. Eric Weedham, his proper name. You guys cannot wait to see the score graphic. <laughs> I put a lot of love into this one. I, I, I actually, I'm going to put the right score in there. Love it. Love Let's it. go. Also joined by a superstar dev, of course. See, I get called out when I get bets wrong. Yeah. But uh, nobody gives me credit when no. I get them all right. I sound like you just gave yourself credit for it. That's <laughs> Somebody has to do it. <laughs> I want to go that one second. We are presented, of course, by DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure to download DraftKings Sportsbook. It's tourney time, so a lot of great deals going on on DraftKings. You can win a lot of money. Make sure to use code DNVR when you download it and sign up. Uh, the Nuggets... Winners tonight, 110-99 over the Orlando Magic. It wasn't pretty. Definitely. That's a munder. That, that is a munder. That is a munder. They definitely played an N- against an NBA basketball team. I'll yes. say that. Yes. That's the one thing you can't take away. I think I made the joke tonight when we were downstairs. I know Aaron Gordon's on the block. I know Evan Fournier's on the block. The Magic should probably just trade their whole team. <laughs> everyone. Everyone needs to just yeah. start over. Yeah, like, just trade everybody. Vucevic, Terrence Ross. Keep Dwayne Bacon Michael over Porter there, Williams, Steve Clifford, I guess you can hold on to him. Good coach. Good uh, character builder, but trade everybody, I think. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it wasn't pretty. Here's what kind of happened tonight. So, Nuggets had a 24-point lead early in the third quarter. It was 63-39, to and then... I don't know about you guys. I'm ready to launch a full-on investigation into what happens at halftime. I'm ready to like go full CSI. Do it. Let's do it. You've got the access. Yeah. I mean, you got to make some phone calls, man. Maybe i got to make some calls <laughs> because uh, Denver gets outscored 30-19 to in the third. Honestly, it seemed worse. And then uh, it was a five-point game early in the fourth. It was a six-point game with three minutes left in the fourth. I had no doubt Denver was going to pull it out in the end, though. That was a, a atrocious third quarter. <laughs> like, we always talk about all these bets and things like that, but that third quarter is the easy lock of the game every single time. Just go against the nuggets, the nuggets because I think that w- that Michael Malone, if we're going to talk about some, like, conspiracies, I think Michael okay. Malone bets against his team in the third quarter. <laughs> That's an easy one. Like, you can't get caught if you just keep on betting against your own team. He went full Pete Rose. And, and then and then we're like, we're going to try like figure it out in the fourth quarter. But they do not look good in that third quarter, and – Luckily, they're playing against the Magic because if they're playing against any other team or a really good team, that's that's a, maybe not a game that they get back in. That was that was a tough showing uh, in that third quarter, but Jokic made it fun in the fourth. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's the bench though, right? It was the it was the bench that came in and really coughed up the lead in the third, right? Well, it was the starters a little bit, man. I mean, yeah, because they had that huge lead right at the beginning of the quarter. Mm-hmm. I think Porter had the first basket of third. And then from there, it just went downhill. It just absolutely went downhill. So it was the starters. And yeah, good point, Kale. All the bench finished in the pluses tonight. Most of the starters did too, except for Paul Millsap. But. Yeah, I mean, we everyone, I mean, in the end, do we have any minuses on our team? Who was a minus? We had one Millsap. minus. Paul Millsap. Okay, well, there you go. Zeke Naji was even. <laughs> and Millsap didn't even play too much. Uh, you played 18 minutes. Yeah, he didn't even get like the. the the chance to try to make himself up, but also yeah, he got uh, Dante Jones. That's also a game that the the Nuggets look like they like shorten the rotation. So I mean, I'm I, I don't want to look too far into it, but 
maybe Millsap is like starting to like get pushed out. Like that was a game that mm-hmm. Zeke Naji, PJ Dozier played a little bit more um, from off of the bench, and Millsap was not a part of that game going uh, in the in the second half. Yeah, uh, you mentioned it, Dev, but Nikola Jokic tonight, twenty eight points, eleven of seventeen shooting, fifteen rebounds, ten assists, two steals, one block. Every single night, the guy does it. And this was a night where, yeah, the Nuggets offense looked great in the first half, but it's not like Jamal Murray had a great night. I I, I didn't think he was great for most of this game. Michael Porter Jr. finished with 18-7. and I didn't think he was amazing tonight. Yeah, it's Jokic. Yeah, here was another night where Nikola Jokic just, I felt like, carried this team for most of the game. And it's what he does. He is unbelievably consistent from game one until now, he, he just does it every single night. Like, for that to be a, a triple-double, like, that was just like a, like, I'm just the best in the world type of yeah. game. Like, it's just coming so easy, like, that you look up and he has a triple-double. That wasn't a game that, like, they forced the ball into him a lot. That wasn't a game that he's taking every single shot because we've seen he had a triple-double. He's getting other people involved. Um, he's making sure that, like, when the game is on the line, he takes over and he's like, give me the ball and, and, and move out of the way because from here I have it. Um, that's just the type of thing. I, we can't even call him Jokic no more. That is MVP front runner. Should we just Nikola call him Jokic. MVP? We might as well just call him MVP. MVJ? Like, maybe we, no, maybe we should just never utter the name Jokic on this show for <laughs> the next couple months. Just refer to him as MVP. MVP. Because if we were at if we were at Ball Arena, the fans would be calling him MVP. Everybody would be the screaming. The fake fans MVP. would be calling him MVP. Yeah, they probably already have the fake fans calling him that. Like he is his MVP. Yeah. MVP had an MVP performance tonight. <laughs> Are we going to call him MVP? I'm ready. Yeah. So the other thing that that, that stood out, kind of what you were talking about with MVP's game tonight, it's yeah. like it felt all too Nikola good. Vucevic just had no chance the entire night. Nikola Vucevic, he's a fine player. He's, he's an, an all-star. All he's dude. an all-star in the Eastern Conference. Big caveat there. He's a fine player. Uh, he's Jokic's Balkan brother. Uh, those two are, have a really close relationship uh, on and off the court. But, I mean – how demoralizing would it be to be Nikola Vucevic and Nikola Jokic just po- posting you up? Sorry, MVP just posting you up. <laughs> You're with the H, bro. And like, <laughs> you know what this dude's gonna do every single time? He's just, you know, gonna shoot a face-up jumper. He's gonna back you down, little righty hook over his left shoulder. You know what he's gonna do? He he's not quick about it. He doesn't have the athleticism, but. There's just nothing you can do to stop it. I think that that's what the intrigue is with with MVP. I think that that's why everyone is like confused this. about him. <laughs> I think that's why everybody's confused like about what he does because everybody has that same exact issue with MVP. Like they're just like, how do we slow him? Like how, how do we, we stop him? MVP? He's not moving fast. He's not out there like doing anything athletic. He's he's destroying our defense. We don't know how to guard him. We don't know if we could zone him. We don't know if we could man him. MVP just goes out there and does exactly what he wants. You see how smooth that <laughs> literally, sounds? Literally funny every time to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make me giggle to say that every single time. <laughs> but really, like, Nikola had no chance. He, don't, he could have the Vucevic? name Nikola. He could have yeah. the name Nikola. Yeah, like, yeah. MVP does what he wants. And Vukovic is not, he's not a bad, like, defender or anything like that. Like, he, he's out there trying, but there's really nothing you can do when a guy is that good and that hot and he's doing it on an every single night basis. Yeah. It's, and it's funny you say, like, hot. he's not hot. It's like he's not no. like on a streak. It's just this, the, this was a run of the mill standard. The, game. Yeah, the official word again for MVP is workmanlike. Yeah. This was a workmanlike absolute domination, triple double without breaking a sweat. Uh, Vucevic would get up in his grill and he would just do that thing where he just raises his arms up above somehow he is able to tower above even a, a center like that and just flick it up no question move on easy peasy you know it's funny early on when you were when was, i was saying i was making the score and i was gonna put the right score in i did not put the right score in. i did just reset it <laughs> oh, yeah well you probably thought it was gonna be a bigger nuggets blowout than uh than it ended up Munder, being. baby yeah i mean look the Nuggets should have won this game by 20, 25 points. There is this thing that happens, though, with Denver's offense, man. And it's crazy because we're nitpicking one of the best offenses in the league. But it, it, it's kind of crazy because there are times when the Nuggets offense dies. And it really is because they just go away from what works for them. They start shooting jumpers. They go away from MVP, <laughs> the best player in the league, for some ungodly reason on the offensive end of the floor 
and their offense tanks every now and then. And it's crazy to nitpick because they are such an elite offense, but when their offense dies, it's always for the same reason. Yeah. It's always because they settle for jumpers where most possessions, they can really get a layup if they want to and, and if they play through Jokic. But that's kind of what happened tonight in the third quarter, it felt like. I, I mean, I really... I think that it's the right idea, you know, to go away from them because we know, like we've seen with James Harden and all these other like fake MVP like candidates um, that you can't win in the playoffs or when it matters just going through one guy. You're going to sure. need other people involved. Um, so like going through MVP every single time would be very very easy for them to like pick up big points and big wins like things like that. But yeah. it's not like what you want in the long haul. You want Jamal to be in a rhythm. You yeah, want M MPJ to be in a rhythm. You want everyone else involved in some right. type of way. And it looks like every single time they're like, like if you like just break down how the games go, you let Will Barton go in the first quarter and see how he's going to have of the game. Like just like give me points. Um, then you see like Jamal Murray and see how he's going for the night. And throughout the whole time, MP uh, MVP is doing whatever he wants. Yo. And then you like trying to get everyone else involved. And then it's like, okay, that's not working. We're losing the game. It's close. MVP, come do what you do. And then he 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 does what he does every single time, and he carries them to victory. Sometimes he doesn't have it. But that's just like what the game plan is. Yeah. So I feel like they're they're doing the right thing, but trying to get everyone else involved. But really, MVP could put up monster, yeah. monster. He's already putting up great numbers. He could put up monster numbers if if they just went through him every it, single time. It's just like it's a really simple game. If you're the Nuggets, it's so simple, Dude. and sometimes they just make it harder than they need it than they need to make it. I, it's true. It feels like cheating. You're like, <laughs> yeah. should it's we give too, it to you? It's too easy. They're like, you know, should we to, give it to MVP to go again? through the MVP like, every, every I just thought about down. this. So our big three, potentially, MPJ, mm -hmm. MVP, yeah. and Mal, M-A-L. <laughs> <laughs> see, I see what you guys did. And you did that. There's the threes. It's that <laughs> That's three what I'm saying, but dude. it does yeah. feel like it's cheating. Like, I used to play, I used to play, like, the video game and, like, I stopped playing the fighting game, Mortal Kombat, and all those things because Cheating. I'm pushing the same button every time. Right. Get over because here! People are, yeah, the people are just going to keep walking into it. That's it's how like it feels like It's like Jokic. the Nuggets are playing on rookie mode when they go to Jokic yeah, every like time on the Yeah, like you just keep pushing it, and if they're not going to block, then they're just going to keep getting hit, and you don't even have to yeah. move, and they just keep getting hit, and that's what it feels like with Jokic. So now he's it's like, cheating, yeah. this is boring. Let's try to do something else, <laughs> and if it doesn't work, then we'll go back to the pushing the same button. <laughs> he's yeah. like, wouldn't it be cool if, like, Will Barton scored? Let's try that. <laughs> I mean, uh, other people want to be involved. <laughs> yeah. Freaking MVP, man. King of the game. No surprise. What? We the MVP about this. of the league. He also goes by Nikola Jokic. <laughs> 28 it. points. Yeah, what is Who's this Nikola Jokic? 15 rebounds, 10 assists. The DraftKings Sportsbook. King of the game. King of the game. We, we, we should have been uh, tallying how many King of the games he's <laughs> that got. That looks perfect on his head, know. though. Like, it fits perfect. Yes. Yes. <laughs> This is also a classic Nikola Jokic pose. Super chat from Alexander. Thank you, Alexander. Calling the MVP. MVP deserves a super chat. Thank you, Alexander. Respect to you. Respect. Respect to you, Respect. my man. Respect. <laughs> uh, Dev, you brought it up. The, the second biggest storyline for me tonight was Will Barton's game. He finishes with 19 points, 7 to 16 from the field. Uh, so less shots than Jokic, less shots than Murray, the third most shots on the team. Uh, eight rebounds, three steals, one assist. It seemed to me like Will Barton was a focal point of the offense tonight, didn't it? Yeah, it, from the like the opening tip, yeah. the Nuggets make sure. And this is actually a good like sighting, like to know that your teammates are backing you, and you know you're not on an island like by yourself. You could tell that the Nuggets like Will Barton and like playing with him because they went out Dude. of their way to get him shots going. They went out of their way to like do things. There was like a fast break that Barton had a chance to like throw it up or like just get anyone else involved. And they stopped running. They're like, no, you go do it because yep. they wanted to make sure that everyone else appreciated like the type of like player he is. And, and you, everyone knew that the narrative going into this game was Will Barton is on the trading block. Like mm -hmm. he's the one that everyone wants out. So. It felt like they made it a point to, like, you go do your thing. At the same time, that becomes tough because, you know, yeah, right? like if Will Barton does things. too much, that's when it becomes an issue. Will Barton does things well, but when he's able to do too much, if you, like, let that leash go, that's when his issues come. And we got to see that tonight, like, with an up-and-down type of Will Barton game. But that's exactly what you're going to get. You're going to get up and down with Will Barton, depending on, on how tight his leash is. Yeah. Yeah, that is the thing, Will Bar that he has he's been on a tear for a little bit and from what I'm hearing like the narrative around town is that Will Barton is like 
he hears it like and it's actually affecting him and he you know he's sort of almost resigned to the idea that he might be traded and not even necessarily fight it because of you the fans turning on him and that, that breaks my heart i love will barton like he's like he's such he is the heart of the team in a lot of ways and again carried us through the darkest moments of the nuggets in the last five to ten years yeah and the team loves him uh you see what it looks like when he plays and he's actually healthy. Like yeah. early on, his athleticism left him and he was left to take a lot of questionable jumpers, which was just an absolute disaster. But when Will, Bar- Will Barton has his legs underneath him, he still makes some like terrible decisions. Like at a certain point when he d- he's uh, streaking down the court and it's a three on one and he just insists on taking it to the rack when there's wide open guys flanking him. Mm-hmm. He just gets blocked into the stands. Yeah. You're like, dude, come on, Will. But... I don't know, man. I don't know. I, if Will Barton is traded, I, I think I would. I think I have a hard time with it. I feel like Ubers broke some news, but Harrison is usually the one that has his ears to the street. So the streets have been talking. I don't know. What do I know? Harrison, have the streets been <laughs> I'm talking? Talk, I'm talking about Twitter. I, I don't know. know. <laughs> yeah, I went with the uh, the full jeans tonight. Uh, no ankle showing. I mean. The the chat got sent ablaze when I had a little ankle showing the other night. So I would call it distracted. I I can't give but the, like in the best I way. can't give the chat that much every single That's game. True. Every single time. Gotta go. You gotta in small give and dosages. take. Give and take. Check back tomorrow though. We got back to back. So maybe, it's also uh, it's also cold outside. It's inappropriate it to have this chilly, this much ankle showing. Yeah, at that it point. is a little chilly. Yeah. I just thought it was it was notable. I'll say it was notable. I don't know if this is a thing. I I have no idea. This is total conspiracy. But. Will Barton would obviously be in this trade package for Aaron Gordon. Right. And it just seemed like he was a very focal point or a focal part, focal point, yeah, focal point of the game plan tonight. It seemed like he got a lot of opportunities right off the bat. He was aggressive. He's always aggressive, but it seemed like he got the ball in a lot of advantageous situations. I don't know. That's just what it seemed like. And the fact that that happened tonight and the trade deadline is under 48 hours away. I don't know. That's just something, something I noticed. <sighs> this is a stressful time of year. It is. Like, the trade deadline is yo, stressful. Well, it's also when we are very clearly buyers. You know, this is this is not... I mean, this is new for the Nuggets. Like, the, there's a lot of times where it's like, should we... You know, we're like kind of jockeying. Like, the team makes sense, sort of. But like, this, team, this year it's like, yo, we... We need to make a trade. Like, are we serious about this? Like, are we going to push all of our chips in? Are we going to take the season that MVP is having and, like, let it go fall by the wayside? Yeah. I don't know, man. So it, I'm, 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 I'm stressed. I'm stressed. I do want to talk about uh, Aaron Gordon, who we talked about on the uh, pregame show a little bit. Actually, yeah, let's just do that now. Um, Aaron Gordon tonight for the Magic. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about it. I want to know what you guys thought of Aaron Gordon's game tonight. 13 points, 6 of 13 <laughs> shooting, 1 of 5 from 3, 6 assists, 3 rebounds. Were you – because I, I, I know, d I know you don't watch a ton of Magic games. I watch a fair amount. Yeah. I, watch, I watch as many as the average fan. I know you probably <laughs> haven't watched a lot of Aaron Gordon. I've, Over I've, the last couple of years, I would yeah, you've you've got me on that one. But dead to rights. <laughs> was what you saw from Aaron Gordon tonight? Did that make you more excited or less excited about a potential trade? Uh, well, I put out on Twitter earlier that he sucks and I'm out, <laughs> which, which was hyperbole. Did you? I missed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was within the first five minutes of the game. He um, he did good things. He did bad things. Uh, it's tough to tell because that Magic team has abs- doesn't make any sense. Uh, like I don't know what player does what on that squad. Like other than Nikola Vucevic just gets torched by by MVP. That's his role. Um, so he did not look great, but I don't know. And no one but Evan Fournier. Like you want to talk about a, a uh, an audition? Was it, I think that was a career night for Evan Fournier tonight. He had a good night. Thirty one points. Thirty one points. Yeah. Um, so. I don't know. Like, if I if this was my first, like the first time I'd ever heard of Aaron Gordon and known knew nothing else, I'd be like, why are we talking about this guy? <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. what what are we doing here? But he is imposing physically on a defensive standpoint. Um, offensively, I was not that impressed. I don't know, dude. I'm my my mind's all over the place. I don't know what to do. 
What do you think, Dev? I think that we've seen the same thing from Gordon that we see from Barton. Like, we've seen some ups and we've seen some downs. Um, to start out this game, Aaron Gordon was really aggressive. He was very active, like, yeah. got a block. Uh, great like bounce passes and, and cutting like getting to the rim he also like was like really active defensively but this was a game that he had to show up for too so like he didn't play that well and it was a game that he had to show up for like you said Fournier uh, he had a good like a good game and this was his audition game but it was also like a revenge game for him so like there was a lot playing into it for him and he's the one that stole the show Gordon like didn't really do any like anything like too well <laughs> it was just the it. same of what we see from barton oh. um but at least you know that they that he has the upside we just haven't seen it so like <laughs> i think you have to just be even killed on this type of performance and oh. hope that he plays well like because leading into this like his last game was a monster game yeah. and maybe it was just like jitters or just like coincidence or or whatever the case maybe may be want, dude remember when um oh uh, what is his name Justice Winslow. I was just about to say that. Absolutely tanked his pre his workout, his pre draft oh, workout the for the Nuggets. Justice Winslow. Workout. And now look at him. He's yeah. a journeyman. Yeah, maybe he's just like, league. I'm not even going to play against them. I'm going to play what? so bad they don't want me. You know what, Aaron Gordon? I don't want you. You're out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here, here's what I'll say about Aaron Gordon. Like Dev was just alluding to, he had a very uh, like please trade for me 38 point game the other night against the Nets when the Magic beat the Nets tonight. It felt like he was sleepwalking through really the entire game other than the first couple minutes. And this is a thing that happens to guys who are about to get traded that are on really bad teams. You just like what Gordon Glazer hit us. Gordon. When you're a good player on a bad team and you just have losses after losses after losses, it just weighs on you, man. I, I really feel like it just weighs on you just walking into like the magic practice court every totally. day for these last couple years and just knowing you're probably not going to win tonight. It just weighs on you. And I've got to think that's a lot of what Aaron Gordon's going through right now. Yeah. You think he would like get up for a game that is against a team that is actively interested in him. But as Gordon Glazer says, hippo character flips around <laughs> and does a V sign with his hand while the word victory appears him behind him in the background. Thank I, you, Gordon. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if you're the Nuggets, if you're the Celtics, if you're any team trading for Aaron Gordon, you've got to think that, all right, once this guy gets into a new situation, there's going to be, like, a renewed vigor about him. He's going to, like, know, be ready but, to go But, like, the, the fact that he did came out with this performance against the Nuggets when Tim Connolly is in town. We know this. Yes. That to me says like he did like that he wasn't. He, I don't know. I'm out on Gordon. You're Gordon. You're gone. Done. Okay. I'm still in. He's in. My, my other. My other. I don't know if it's that big of a concern, but something I'm not looking forward to if Nuggets do trade for him is I just don't trust his jumper. Mm -hmm. And now, if you look at the Nuggets starting five, the one that they're using right now. Take, for example, Jamal Murray, Will Barton, Michael Porter Jr., Paul Millsap, Nikola Jokic. I feel confident with any one of those guys shooting an open three. I just wouldn't feel confident about Aaron Gordon shooting an open three, and he'd be a starter here. Yeah, while the three-point is down, there there will be, like, some positives. Like, you will convert alley-oops with, yes. with Aaron Gordon Dunker there. position. Yes. Um, and they'll find, yeah, they'll find different, like, packages and ways to, like, um, convert in different ways. Like, offensively, I think that they will be better. The shooting, it, it is an issue because the Nuggets desperately need three-point shooting. Um well, it's just nice when everybody can shoot. Yeah, and it just, nice yeah, it just forces the defense to have to adjust or, like, have to, like, step out, and, and it gives you space, especially for Nikola Jokic. But, sorry, MVP. But I really <laughs> I really do here? think that with Aaron Gordon, there's just a lot of advantages that, that you do have, especially athletically in, like, aerial attack that you haven't had in a long time. So yeah. there, there's positives and negatives to, to both, like, all situations. Yeah. It's going to be a win regardless if they get them, if they don't get them. <laughs> I do appreciate the Magic being so inept as a team that we're already able to go past the game itself and just go straight into trade corner. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, it, what, it, what are we? Is there anything to talk about in this game that just took place? Uh, well, we'll see on the other side of this break right, <laughs> right here. Down. We've got Brendan Vote talking to Michael Malone, talking to the players. So we will hear from him soon, hopefully soon. Uh, but real quick, though, guys. Make sure to pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager oh, from your local brewery. 
Uh, you can get it from Breck Brew, the farmhouse from the source. You can't miss it. It's got that Nuggets Skyline Blue can. That's a great option. It's what we usually drink at the bars during games a lot. We've got it stocked up here in the fridge. I had a couple tonight. Not going to yeah, lie. I've got a few in me right now. Yeah, not going to lie. I had a Mile High City Copper Lager tonight. Not going to front. I had no, one. no one's asking you to, yeah. bro. <laughs> uh, make sure to pick them up from your local liquor store from the Breck Brew Farmhouse. A great option to enjoy during Nuggets games. Also, make sure to check out Gabby Insurance. So what Gabby Insurance is... It's an awesome company. Uh, what you have to do is, what's the Gabby Insurance website? Gabby.com, right. G-A-B-I.com. Go to Gabby.com, G-A-B-I.com. Slash DNVR. Slash DNVR. <laughs> and all you have to do is plug in whatever type of insurance you have. Yeah, it just Car insurance, you, like, what, like home it, insurance. Yeah, you put in the credentials for your current insurance provider. Yeah. And then it plugs through and it goes I found it like a, a trick around it is to just go to your insurance and then put in the declarations page oh. in the upload, and then it really does it all for you in like two seconds. Oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah, but pretty much you enter in all your information at gabby.com slash DNVR, and it tells you where you're overspending on insurance and just how much more money you can be saving per year. Gabby customers save $961 per year on average. And a great thing about Gabby is they'll never sell your info. So it's not like you're going to sign up with Gabby and then get a ton of spam calls from yeah. car insurance, home insurance, whatever, trying to you know, sell you stuff you don't want. Um, it's legit. They compare your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers. And they save you money. Like I said, Gabby customers save $961 per year on average. And also, they'll never sell your info. So check them out today, gabby.com slash DNVR. That's gabby.com slash DNVR, an awesome product that a lot of us here uh, have used and are currently using to save a bunch of money on our insurance. I haven't gone through it yet, but I, I was shamed by Gabby to find out just how much I've been right. It makes you, it, it puts pressure on you to actually change it. Yeah, yeah. Like they, we put it in the chat, the, the the company Slack, how much yeah. I, I was able to save, and then it's I've just been ridiculed by everyone by how how poorly I've been managing my insurance life up to this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else should we talk about from tonight? PJ Dozier had a standout night. I think he's actually uh, getting a podium game tonight. He's he's speaking with the media in a little bit here. Let's go. But twenty eight points for Dozier off the bench, five and nine from the field. How much? Uh, or sorry, 28 minutes. Sorry. I was like, whoa. 28 minutes for Dozier. <laughs> Five and nine from the field, 12 points, four rebounds, two assists. And he had a good night, I thought, in a, the same game where Faku Camposo, I didn't think, had a great night. Um, Camposo was just one of five. He did have six assists, two steals, but I, I just didn't think had a great impact. Uh, what do you think of Dozier's night and kind of how he had that game when Camposo struggled a little? I mean, uh, we, we talked about how it was the starters that actually had the issue with the Magic in the third quarter, but it was the, the backups that actually got them back into the game and, and got the, like, the rhythm flowing. Um, Dozier was a plus eight, and that's because when he got back in the game, like things were down, uh, and he brought it back to life. He, he's the life of that second unit. He's who they're going to, um, especially offensively. No matter what, Dozier's going to get his shots up. Like, yes. He's going to get his shots up, but that just goes to show the type of confidence he has and, and the type of uh, um, score, like the scoring threat yeah. that he is with that second unit. Because when they need a guy to try to score and get things going, you have you have Faku who's going to get everyone involved with the passes uh, and everything like that. You have Najee who's playing extremely hard on both ends of the floor, but you need a score, yeah. and that's what he provides. Dozier provides the, the scoring option, and he's the one that's going to go after and get it. And tonight he's able to score uh, 14 points, and he's been a, a really good scorer this year. Like yeah. if you if you think about second like second unit type scores, he's one of the top guys that gets in like in there, and he has the idea of being a gunner, but you have to have that when when no one else is willing to score. I feel like he has. Um, I mean, I, I don't feel like he's ever hunting his shot like I feel like he shoots a fair amount but like there are rarely times when PJ shoots the ball where I'm like oh come on dude like it's sort of in rhythm like yeah. I feel like he, he's really um, finding a groove for his role in this team I feel like most of the shots that I sometimes have an issue with him taking are those early or mid shot clock threes Yeah, but 
the thing about it is he's shooting 40% from three this yeah, year, right. which still hasn't quite registered in my head. Right, right, right. Because right. he was such an inconsistent shooter last year. But now he's at 39, 40%. So I feel like I've got to kind of recalibrate how I think of those shots. Yeah, his his issues are the, like the shots that come like early in the shot clock because he's the point guard. If he's the shooting guard or like the guy that's not setting other people up, you don't get so upset with it. But he has the ball in his hands, so it looks like he's taking bad shots. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, he's making them. You know, tonight was not a night that he shot like particularly well from the, the three-point line, but he did everything else and he got to his spots to make shots. Yeah. Um, but he's been a, like a knockdown shooter for this like entire year, and he's also he's he's gonna score like he's really a score, and the Nuggets need a score with that second option. Yeah, like I said, Faku I didn't think had a great night tonight, but he was still in the positives, one of five from the field, and uh, he's been in a real slump from just shooting the ball. Yo, we were laughing about the idea that Faku might be the best NBA player that cannot make any baskets. I mean, who who is he in contention with? Ricky uh, Rubio early on. Yeah, early Ricky Rubio. Early career Ricky Rubio. But it's, it's the thing is, like, it doesn't matter at all. Like, I hope Faku doesn't shoot another basket for the rest of the of the season. And I I still want him to play heavy minutes. Like, he's just in there. He's a facilitator. He's the pest. He's buzzing around. He's getting in passing lanes. When he shoots his three, it's it's honestly hilarious every time he has to like spring back and wind up and like shoot yeah. it like like uh, getting a pinball. In. Well, yeah. it's funny on Faku's threes because if you look at the splits, he's actually like a forty five percent shooter from the corners, yeah. but a dreadful shooter from everywhere else. Yeah, and he hasn't been knocking down that three ball lately. But at the same time, he's not tricking us. Like, coming into the NBA, what did they say about Faku? He can't shoot the ball. Can't like, shoot the ball. we yeah. knew that he could not shoot though. the ball. And they, Doesn't they said matter that, at all. They said he's an elite passer, and we've been seeing exactly that. He's not, like, this is not anything that's shocking us or anything like that. Like, yes, you want him to knock down more shots, but, like, out of the second unit, he leads them tonight in a, in a plus minus because he's playing for everyone else. He's bringing that energy. Uh he, you know he's he's always around the ball, like very active on both ends of the floor, and mm-hmm. and he's always going to be in the play. And you need that type of player, yeah. even though he's not scoring right now. You don't need scoring. The Nuggets have like one of the best offenses in the entire league. You don't need scoring. You need everything else. And Faku brings everything else. Yeah, yeah. I just do one during the playoffs, and I know the chat's going to hate me, and you guys are probably going to hate me. Oh uh, boy, let me get in the chat so I can also hate you. <laughs> Damn it! I just <laughs> worry about in the playoffs that. When he's on the floor, and look, like, in the regular season, you don't scheme for guys like Faku like you would in a playoff series. Like, there's not as much of a spotlight on him. And in the playoffs, teams are going to go, all right, we're going to go way under every screen, and we're just going to make him shoot it every single time. That doesn't happen in the regular season. I'm just curious and a little worried to see what happens in the playoffs if teams just really make him shoot it every time. I think like that is something to worry about, but at the same time, he's going to be going against other backups. Like, True. I don't know if they're going to have the same type of like precision, like like in attention to detail, game, t- game plan discipline. Yeah. yeah. So like, I think that he'll still be able to do what he does and still affect the game in different ways. Also, I don't get, think get out of the chat. Yeah, that's jacked up. <laughs> get out, get out of the chat. <laughs> he's starting to riot. Uh, I also don't think that the idea would be like Faku go out there and take five threes. No, like, yeah, definitely. He's not going to be in yeah. those type of situations. So I think that like while it is a fear that like. Hopefully he gets better at. I don't think that that's gonna be the the idea about yeah. him because there still will be Monte. Hopefully is back. It, hopefully like, Gary is back. Like yeah. he's not gonna be playing as much. Yeah. I don't think there's a situation where he has to shoot. You know what I mean? Like I think that Faku Faku even when put in a position where maybe the defense is sagging off of him and he, it seems like he should shoot, will still bring pressure and will at a certain point somebody's gonna come because he can make layups and things. No, like, that's a good point because he's also learned and he's played at such a high level for so long he's learned how to counteract absolutely maybe defenses giving him that shot (laughs) so over for harrison dude (laughs) harrison thinks that uh watching mvp is an eight on the excitement level. Y'all need to get off of Harrison's I back. Stand, Do not cancel I stand Harrison. by that take. I stand by that take absolutely. <laughs> don't 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 cancel Harrison. No, like, just dude, don't do it. dude, I I would I would sooner cancel myself than I would cancel Harrison. I don't know. I feel Harrison's like that's uh that's the, the stage Prince. that every media member has to go through at least once <laughs> in their sure. careers. Get canceled once. Um all right, here's another thing I have on my uh, game notes list tonight. 
Zeke Naji, 12 minutes. Isaiah Hartenstein, zero minutes. Is this something or, or nothing? Well, you, you think they're, they're holding Hartenstein out for or Hartenstein out to be traded? No, definitely, <laughs> that's not what I'm. Oh, they're just at holding out. He's a terrible <laughs> basketball player. All right, well, fine. Hartenstein played 11 minutes against New Orleans, and I don't think Najee played. Right? Yeah, Najee did not play against New Orleans last game. This game it was flipped. Yeah, I mean that yeah. that's the right answer. Speaking of flipped, I think that they just flip a coin. Like you'll be playing <laughs> yeah, tonight. Your your tails tonight. <laughs> you will not be playing tonight, and they're just like ah, next time. <laughs> but uh, that, I mean, that's the right answer, right? It's Najee over. Yes, Hart. this, I mean, this that, is what I'm the getting. Right at. answer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's also like the future. Like you, you know that Najee's gonna be around. You want Najee around? Hardenstein, like I think there's a lot of Hardensteins out there. Like there's a lot of people that can come, bat, come in and, bat, and fit that role. Players. Like yeah, like and just be a big body out there. Yeah. Like you're in the in the NBA. So I mean, that's the idea is that you could come in. Hopefully they get some more minutes from him, but also this is a night that Paul Millsap doesn't even play a lot of minutes. Yeah. So like Zeke played over, you know, like around the same as Paul Millsap, and mm-hmm. then he, you know, he takes that role. But when other guys come in, there's not going to be any Hardenstein right. minutes, and they're trying to like go on like a, a run right now. So yeah. it doesn't make sense for you to like have your guys and then just still be trying to figure it out. It feels like the Nuggets have figured it out right now. Yeah, what, I mean, what do you guys think about a game like tonight? Like, do you feel as though the coaching staff is looking for anything or that they're trying to create some sort of momentum or they're trying to learn something? Or is this just a, like, we just need to get through this and move on? Like, is there anything to really be gleaned from the coaching decisions, the rotations? I mean, I I personally feel like this is just like a, we just gotta, we just gotta get out of here kind of game. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm curious what you guys think. I think that it's the, the backup unit. I think that that's what they're going after right now um, and trying to like fit like those guys in because Dozier plays a, a ton of minutes tonight. Um, Faku's been in the rotation and playing minutes. I mean, a lot of that has to do with Monte's out, but everyone knows it's the next guy up type of thing. Yeah. Um, you give Zeke some minutes like, like here and there. You also cut down the rotation of Paul Millsap, who's not, you know, if you think about the playoffs, he's going to be playing like 15 minutes a game. Uh, and not playing the entire time. So I think that, like, the idea is this is what our team is going to look like when it really matters, and also it really matters to us right now because we're in, like, a prime spot to actually go after one of the top three spots. Like, we're right there, so let's try to get as many wins as as we can. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, it's the the Orlando Magic, but this has, like, been the trend, like, going forward. And also now you're starting to see, like, these other teams, like, have got – LeBron has to sit down for a few minutes. You're starting to see other guys that you could like go after. You're like, okay, we need these wins. Let's go with our real rotation. Yeah. yeah. I, I wonder if a little of it was also just, okay, New Orleans was a Hartenstein game. Tonight was a Najee game. And like we were saying earlier, it's the right decision. Uh, I think this is the decision that Denver needs to make if they're looking for who's going to be their fourth big. Um, it's clearly got to be Najee. In, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I and I don't even think Najee played that well tonight, Like to be honest. He was three or four from the field, six points, five rebounds, and that's a big thing with Najee. The Nuggets really want him to be rebounding the ball. That's one of his weaknesses right now. He's got to show that he can rebound the ball if he's going to be out there. Five rebounds, four defensive rebounds, one offensive rebound in 12 minutes. That's a really positive sign from him. Um, he missed the one three he took, but I think it's the right call. Uh, yeah. I think Najee should be playing above Hartenstein. And you could have even made the case that this was going to be a Hartenstein game because the Magic play fairly traditional. Vucevic and Kim Birch, who's like kind of a traditional center backing him up. So you could have even made the case it was a Hartenstein yeah. game, but I think they just wanted to give Najee some run. Right, which they need to, right? Like he's yeah. a rookie. You know, he, he hasn't even played in the G League. Like Hartenstein was the... G League Finals, Finals MVP, MVP, which is just mind-boggling yeah. to try and imagine. But it's not mind-boggling if you watch the highlight, though. But you know, it like, is when you think about. He looks that's like, like Will Chamberlain. Those in the are the G-League guys highlights. that are supposed to be like making it to yes. the league, and it just like, shows how how different and how much better these guys really are. But I'm saying like the G League stars that we know of in our universe are PJ Dozier did great in the G League. Yeah. Tory Craig was LeBron James in the G League. Yeah. Monte was there for a little bit. Monte did yeah. great in the G League. I mean there are guys Bowl was amazing. Bowl, did he play Yeah he played, he played oh, yeah he, played he, played, a few games. he only played a few but that's right for the, the Windy City Bulls. Um yeah. but generally it, it, there's some translation. I don't see any of it with Isaiah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's weird. It's um, he just hasn't had it so far. This hey, year. We're, I, so we're we're like needlessly picking on him, but um, I don't know, man. Like, I guess it's that time of year because now you're starting to think about, you know, if a trade goes through, there's a good chance that Zeke Naji is part of that trade. There's a good chance that RJ uh, Hampton is part of that trade. I don't. I don't think the Nuggets are going to look to trade Zeke Naji. Well, I don't think that they're looking to trade, but I think that like if they want one of these big chip, high profile trade trips that are out there, like there's a good chance that it will come down to a player like Zeke Naji. Well, so, probably you know, RJ Hampton. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, or both. Like I, I don't know, especially if we're talking about like getting multiple players. But I, I don't know if it'll happen. But it, it it does like kind of just make you think, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, Jamal Murray, I, I didn't think had a great night tonight. And then he had that spurt at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Hits that three, hits that long two. Yep. And those are actually two huge baskets. It's true. Um, to give Denver some breathing room. And then Orlando caught up a little more. But uh, I thought Jamal had an okay night. And I mean, Jamal coming out of the all-star break, I'm just going to go over his game logs really quick. Um, 16 points. Eight assists against the Pacers, six of thirteen shooting, nineteen points, five assists, seven of thirteen against the Hornets. Uh, had the huge game, of course, against the Bulls. Had a nice game against the Pelicans, but in a loss. And then I thought was a little underwhelming tonight. Still hasn't really strung together a couple classic Jamal games yet. And look, I mean, it's just been one, two, three, four, five games. So small sample size post All Star break, but. Uh, I want to see him get that consistency back yeah. that he had right the, before the break. I mean, this is just another indicator of where Jamal is in his career and the expectations that are on him. Where last year, the years before, like if he was scoring 19 points a game, that's a great game like for Jamal Murray. Like yeah. To be in the 20-point range, that's great. Like Normally, he'd be around 16 points, 14 points. Um, but, you know, the page has been turned, and he is now – the second leg of our dominant two-man and now three-man game. Like, we need him to be Jamal. Again, though, a night like tonight, like, you can't really draw much from it. Like, you, that little spurt you're talking about shows what he is possible or what is capable of at any point in time. Like, he's got that microwave switch that he can just turn on. Yeah. And when things matter, like, Jamal Murray shows up. Um, so, I don't know. To me, it's like he's just kind of, he's kind of, like, on cruise control a little bit. But, like... 19 points is not a bad game. Yeah, but also, like, the I mean, he finished with 21 tonight, but he also 21. took 21 shots. Like, yeah. that's where it comes from. And there's there's good and bad with that. The positive is that he's still out there hunting, and, and that's what we haven't seen with, like, Jamal because, you know, he's been turning down those open shots. He also, like, has been in cruise control where he's not trying to score or do too much. So for him to actually go out there and try to score every single time was, like, a good thing to see. But also the shots are not falling right now. And it's like you got to make sure that you're doing other things or trying to get involved in other ways because you can't just be out there gunning every single time. If Jokic is 11 for 17 and then you're 8 for 21, like feed the hot man. Like it's not your night tonight. Um, So I think that that was like a positive like showing from Jamal to show like regardless, I'm going to like stay like stay aggressive. And I'm like on the up and up because I started off the like the break not too well, Mm -hmm. but also like read the room like things yeah. are not going well then like let's get other people involved yeah, yeah. uh it's awesome uh, give us a like if you miss adam i that, i said that that's me yeah Pound, <laughs> smash the like button oh, <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't, mean, I, didn't mean, I didn't mean like because you're not doing a great job hosting it's just i enjoy oh, adam i know i know people like adam he's a great he's a great guy you're fantastic no, for do, me or for Eric? Don't no. Nobody wants me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we should be uh, hearing from Brendan Vote soon. I have not seen him walk through the uh, the hallway yet, uh, so we'll hear from Michael Malone to see what he had to say, and Nuggets players as well. Let's hit another break, uh, real quick here. Talk about Manscape and the Lawnmower 3.0, an incredible product. Uh, from Manscaped, something that I absolutely cannot live without. <laughs> I like. I don't know what my life would be like if it I wasn't like for the Manscaped. idea that uh, that uh, under belt grooming is something you cannot live without. It's very <laughs> Honestly, telling. Honestly, like, I don't know what I would do. Very telling. Yeah. Uh, but you guys visit Manscaped.com. Manscaped.com. Use the code DNVR for twenty percent off plus free shipping. They have 
tons and tons and tons of products uh, at Manscaped. The lawnmower, of course, uh, everything else to keep your uh, below-the-belt grooming routine on absolute lock. Uh, again, visit manscaped.com, use code DNVR, be the best ball handler this year <laughs> with Manscaped. You know, March Madness, us to? Nuggets game tonight, Manscaped. Be the best ball handler this year with Manscaped. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> ball handler. Yeah. But th- that's a that's a double entendre. <laughs> yeah, visit manscaped.com. Use the code DNVR uh, for 20% off your purchase. Also got to talk about DraftKings. I don't know if you guys tuned into the uh, two-day-long stream that we did over the weekend for the uh, first couple rounds of the tournament, but it the was The Big intense. Bet Bonanza. The Big Bet Bonanza. I won a bunch of units on Oral Roberts. That was... That was the highlight of Let's my go. weekend for Let's sure. Let's go. Yeah, but make sure to download the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. They're putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $1 on any tournament game, and if your team wins, you win $100. It's that simple. For new, years, for new users, turn $1 into $100. Uh, pick any college basketball team that's still in the hunt for your shot at winning $100. All it takes is a $1 bet, and that team winning their next game nets you $100. Another one of these just ridiculous offers from DraftKings where it seems like they're giving away money. They are giving away money. Yeah, they actually are giving away money. It doesn't even seem like that. Uh, make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100. If the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win, that's code DNVR to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time Gordon, only at dude. DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older. Colorado only. New customers only. <laughs> Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Also, before we get back to this uh, game tonight, Zoom Care. Never sit in a doctor's office again with Zoom Care. If you hate going to the doctor... Check out ZoomCare. I mean, who wants to go sit in a doctor's office? That sounds like one of the worst things ever. Uh, ZoomCare allows you to take a visit to your doctor's office from the comfort of your couch. You can see here and chat with your doctor just like a traditional office visit, but from your own home. So ZoomCare is covered by most private insurers, usually with a copay. Visit ZoomCare.com to get started. Z-O-O-M-C-A-R-E.com to get started. Gordon. All right. Our man, Gordon. See, Gordon is Gordon is the he's the best. He's he's the guy. He's he, the guy. He, he, he a super chat first for Dev. There we go. There <laughs> we I go. Got one too. But I mean the order. Where's the <laughs> love, Gordon? Order. Where's the love for it's the host the, of this it's, damn it's show? Alphabetical. It's alphabetical. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Kale. I was just gonna get to that on the other side Yo, of that break. What? You just got one. Gordon. See, it was Gordon. alphabetical order. <laughs> There it goes. For Harry for not being Harry. Yes. <laughs> Thanks to Manscaped. <laughs> Use promo code DNVR. 20% off. All right. We're back here uh, on the DNVR Nuggets postgame show from the lounge presented by DraftKings. Use code DNVR when you sign up. Evan Fournier's forehead. This was a topic of much debate throughout the game here at the bar. Not just with us, but throughout the entire DNVR a of, bar. A lot of scuttlebutt. Yeah, a lot Her- of scuttlebutt. Harrison actually did a real-life investigation on this. Yeah, he did. A lot of rumors going on, a lot of chatter. I need to know. So I, I don't even want to take credit for this. Chris Marlowe, during the game, uh, had maybe the scoop of the year <laughs> when he came on with a story that said Evan Fournier's two-year-old put a cupping device on his forehead and that's why he Wait, had the what? red mark. <laughs> what? Yeah. You didn't see that? I know, but like, what? I need, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Evan Fournier has a two-year-old <gasps> that has access to a cupping device. <laughs> I assume it is not the two-year-old's cupping device. It's probably yeah, like, how does it two? So, is a two-year-old's cupping, like, just like a plunger? <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Well, so, yeah, that's like the market leaves, yeah. I'm very, so, but then Evan Fournier allowed the, the, cupping device to right. stay on his forehead you you wonder how that part of it happened yeah like we are we all we all we all received our first hickey at some point in life except for maybe kale and 
it's very obvious when it's re- gone past the point <laughs> when it's gone past the point of just uh, being you know fun to where it's gonna leave a mark. How it was I need more? Like that's the scoop of the year, but it just leaves a lot of questions. Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering like what was going through Evan Fournier's mind when he sees his two year old holding the cupping device and then leaves it on his head for ten minutes. Like, and what's he's going, going on? for his head with it, and he there's just no thought runs across his mind to prevent that from happening. I gotta say, I'm going BS on this story. Evan Fournier, (laughs) you're a coward. What's the real story, man? He blamed it on the child, you're saying? (laughs) Yeah. You can't put it on the kid. uh. He definitely just like wiped out on a scooter or uh, maybe he fell asleep. I don't know. I believe it looks exactly like a blender was stuck. I know, but but understand like it it takes time. Like he had to just walk around with like a cupping device on his forehead for a pretty extended period of time. Maybe I have a theory. He was taking a pregame nap. It's true. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's no chance. Evan Fournier, you're a liar. You're a liar. I mean, he probably could have just <laughs> gone with the excuse of a ball, a basketball hit me in the head during warm-ups or something. Easily. All he, I could think about is, like, Captain Underpants. Like, it's all I could think yes, about. Yeah, the most popular book of uh, Yeah, Dev, haven't you ever been in a relationship? Graders. Oh, the magic rock had full explanation. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> Oh, he was taking a nap. See, we, so this, this but how we but I don't know. Was, was he taking a nap on a hot iron? Like what? I've taken a nap. I don't come out with a red. Well, you, you don't. You probably don't own a cupping device. So and oh, you wait. also don't have a two-year-old. So hold on. He was. So he was. T- you know what? I can't. I, I can't. He was it. taking a nap. The There's too many loose ends with this takes story. Takes the man. cupping device, places it on his forehead. Too many. Yeah, I can't. Thus. <laughs> <laughs> it leads to Evan Fournier having his best game of the season. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, man. Um, so do we want to trade for Evan Fournier after this game? Not over that cupping device lie. I don't want Because he's on the trade block as well. He was good, man. But he, he had a good night. Like That was a, that was a major night, and you, you need that from... Like from that position too, like you could put you could put him alongside people. I mean, we've already gave the Fournier like thing a try, right? But I mean, at the same time, he's better. He's in a better spot. So like, if you miss out on everyone else, you might as well get Fournier. It probably doesn't cost the same. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you, yeah. like, why not bring him on? Yeah. I feel bad that we don't have some sort of vote intro. It's it's upvote time. Well, thank God Brenda Vote is here because I don't think we could have stretched out that Evan Fournier. Well, yes, talk we could. And yes, and here's how we're going to do it. Brendan Vote, what do you think happened with Evan Fournier and his forehead? It looks like he got hit by basketball. Yeah, See, true. that would have been the easy excuse for him to go with. Did Chris Marlowe with said that his two year old put a cupping device on his forehead. Somebody else said he took a nap, but neither no, of those are satisfying. He took a answer. nap. The nap and the cupping device is the same story. You don't wake How up. How are you not understanding? This? I see because that doesn't make sense. I see we're deep in conspiracy corner yeah, yeah. here in segment uh, three. Do you guys oh, want some oh, did you, well, you want us to talk about that terrible game? <laughs> All right, vote. Um, how was the post game session? Um, it was good. I mean, obviously, heavy heavy hearts and a sort of heavy tone. You know, everyone that spoke addressed, you know, the Boulder shooting and, yeah. and, and expressed their condolences to the families. Just want to get that out of the way now. Um, Everyone who spoke went, went out of their way to say something. Um, Malone, outside of that, uh, joked with his coaching staff at halftime that he was nervous as hell because they had played a great first half um, and they kind of knew that third quarter was coming. Um, I don't blame him. Yeah, and so he said he challenges guys. You know, at some point in the third, he just challenges guys to step up, just play harder, rise to the occasion, and they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, he was asked about the trade deadline. Um, <laughs> He pretty much just said the front office does a great job. It's up to them if a move is necessary. I'm sure they'll make the right decision. Uh, but he said, look, it, you know, we're playing really good basketball overall. Um, he also talked about how hard it is to blow teams out in the NBA. Um, yeah. He just said it's really, really hard for 48 minutes. At one point, an NBA opponent's going to make a run. Um, and so it just has to be about focus. And, and he's glad his guys were able to refocus in the fourth. That's a good point because I mean that's facts. So, like sure. that's totally true. I mean it's every, we do it every time. Like yeah. the Nuggets do get up big a lot because they're a good team, and then they don't win every game by twenty, and it feels team. like or you're like, oh, what's wrong with this team? Well, it's, I mean, not even the Warriors won every game by twenty. That's just not how basketball works. No. Um, 
easy to forget sometimes, I think. Oh, vote. We need to tell you, by the way. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You guys are, like, conspiring in the comments right now. I don't like okay. this one bit. <laughs> okay. All right. What, what else do I do now? Do you want more? Did you tell um, him that how he's to refer to our, our king and prince? <laughs> uh, guys, it's Facundo Capazzo's birthday. Whoa, feliz cumpleaños. Feliz cumpleaños. Malone did say that uh, they had cake to celebrate. Um, cake to Malone? there was cake, a reporter cake, cake. on the call who was asking about this development, which I did not know, you guys. The stadium of the municipality of Cordoba Club is now known as Facundo Compazzo. They renamed the stadium. Whoa. I believe this is like a basketball academy of sorts where Compazzo first started playing competitively. They just Cordoba? They just gave it Cordoba his, name. his name. The name of the stadium so is now Facundo Compazzo. We're about to go to Facu Compazzo. So we're going to go to Facu. You want to go to Facu? <laughs> Dude, I'm going to Facu. <laughs> uh, Wait. Malone Wait. said that's quite an honor to be no. that respected. Um, you could almost see the admir the dad-like admiration in Malone's eyes when yeah. he was asked about this. He kind of shook his head and laughed a bit. Um, he said that's quite an honor, and he's not done. He said, I don't think that's going to be the last He's thing named after two stadiums named Facundo Campazzo. Um, finally, he talked about uh, the rebounding margin. They out-rebounded Orlando 52-37 to tonight, and he referenced an internal stat the team has. Internal. You could probably go back and check this. He thinks they're 21-7 and this year when they out-rebound their opponent. Um, so pretty clear-as-day correlation there between rebounding success and, and Success in the win column. I'll check that right now, actually. Yeah, you do that right now for us, Wind. <laughs> um, they are... I have them as 20 and 7. Oh. 20 and 7. Huh. Okay. Maybe uh, he's wrong. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, it's roughly around that figure. We also spoke with Jamal Murray, uh, who was asked what, what went into writing the ship in the fourth quarter. Why were they able to turn things around? And a, a borderline perturbed... Murray said, because we've been here before, because we have a really good team, because we have more shooters than they do. You get the idea. I love um, it. I love it would be faster if somebody asked a question like that and he just said, fuck you, and we're done. I mean, if someone asked that question again, we might get there. Um, Jamal is, is like, you know, he, he kind of said it at some point. Like, look, it's you don't play a perfect 48, but... You know, they won the game. <laughs> they won the game because they're good at basketball. I don't, look, this guy is just not as concerned with the quarter-to-quarter game-to-game lapses as the rest of us. Is he worried? He, did, you, he, did you ask him? I did not ask him if he's Did worried. he express I thought about it, but I Feelings balked. of worry? Um, you know, he said, yeah, Thrill's in a good rhythm. Mike's in a good rhythm. But, quote, it's not always going to be perfect for 48, but we know that that was a winnable game and a game we have to win. Uh, finally, someone asked him about what he's seeing from PJ on the court. Jamal stopped and laughed, and he says, you guys ask me about him like he's a stranger. He says, PJ is one of my best friends. <laughs> then he lists a bunch of qualities that, that PJ has on the court, you know, particularly defense, playing hard, comfortable with the ball in his hands, and he closed by saying that's nothing new for PJ. Good God. Jamal should have gone to, like, Disneyland, Disney World today. Yeah, dude. I, it was, uh, yeah, he, he was not thrilled to be in the availability today. <laughs> PJ Dozier. <laughs> Um, was asked about the trade deadline. He said, quote, I'm here to play basketball. That's my job. That's what I'm going to continue to do. I'm going to be where my feet are, unquote. I thought that was a good answer. Mm, um, yeah, I like that answer. Didn't get much from PJ. Of course, he, he also spoke at length uh, about the tragedy and went out of his way to express condolences from the entire organization. Then um, we spoke with Nikola Jokic, uh, uh, who, who uh, I'm sorry, who, 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 MVP. Hell yeah, there you go. go. Hell yeah, we there did. You know. <laughs> who who cut off the question, Mike Singer's question about you know what what didn't go well in the third, what went better in the fourth? Jokic just interrupted him to say, "We lost focus. We had a lot of turnovers. We didn't play with a lot of energy or trust. We were kind of slow, hesitant, and sloppy." Later in the availability, he said, "We kind of let our offense dictate our defense. Too many turnovers, not running back after missed shots, etc." Um, so, you know, Marlowe and Hastings seem to have this debate seemingly every game on the broadcast about, like, what feeds into what. But Jokic, by all accounts this year, is subscribing to this idea that, like, you know, when they're playing really well on offense, that feeds them on the defensively. And, and that they really have to try to avoid that those offensive sputters kind of feeding into those defensive lapses as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it during the game. Uh <laughs> 
the Nuggets, if they really wanted to, like their offense is so freaking easy, if if they want it to be. But sometimes they just make things hard on, hard on themselves. So wait, is this the last game the Nuggets will play before the trade deadline? They, they play, play tomorrow. They play tomorrow. They play tomorrow. Yeah, okay. they play tomorrow. Trade deadline is Thursday, at one p.m. Yo, plug our uh, trade deadline. Yes, show. we will be having a trade deadline show Ooh. right here from the lounge. Uh, we'll be starting before the deadline, going through the deadline, reacting to all the trades that are going on yeah. at the deadline, <laughs> and then for a little bit uh, post deadline as well. Yeah, so. so if you're interested in seeing our immediate reactions, we have to walk back the rest of the season like we did on draft night. Come yes. check us out on the <laughs> Yes. <laughs> when uh, we were all visibly bummed about getting Zeke Nagy, and then we found out that he was actually a great a great pick. <laughs> yeah, trade deadline show <laughs> Thursday afternoon for the deadline. <laughs> Stay tuned. Uh, any, anything else, vote? Is that it? That's it, guys. All right. <laughs> nice <Okay>. and easy, huh? <laughs> all right. Um, unless you guys have anything else from tonight. Oh, I'm just curious. Um. Did anyone talk themselves out of the trade after watching the game? Eric. Uh, I think Eric did, yeah. yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you why. They know. I'll tell you. Okay. It's a whole Justice Winslow situation. He knew that we were all looking at him. He knew that Aaron Gordon was the subject of scrutiny. He came out lackadaisical. Justice Winslow tanked. Yeah, Dev has it. By the way, Dev has a new pair of Jordans on every Dev, single show. Put those it up matches on his coffee table. Seat, matches his I can't, fit I can't put my leg up. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do that. Type yeah, stuff. You guys are very flexible. This, this, this is the default sore, pose yeah. on the uh, yeah. lounge. I can't do those. Type but anyway, yeah. So he, we feel as though he maybe tanked his interview a little bit. Um. Yeah, maybe. The Magic are really bad. Like, can you cool. imagine if Barton was in Aaron Gordon's position? Yeah, yeah, yeah But you know who didn't do bad? You know who didn't do bad? Evan Fournier career night yeah well that's he wants he that's a guy that wants that's a guy that to wants to come to denver that's, that's the point i'm out on gordon gordon go to hell so we have we have a guy in here uh, <laughs> unless, unless we trade unless you, you then, and then i'll open the never you, know there's, there's a guy in here adam mares who adam mares oh that looks something like, a, like that? a salient point adam mares it's he said something about it uh it's possible tomorrow is the final game of the barton era or harris era or bowl era oh one of these things is not quite like Bull the other. Run. I don't know Bull if Bull has an arrow. Oh, man. Adam, that's a heavy thought. I don't want to think about that. Yeah, how does he leave us with that? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. a heavy thought, Adam. I don't Tuesday. Want this, I don't want this People to be the end of the Tuesdays, bowl here. <laughs> no, but I think Adam brings up a good point. He absolutely Because, does, like, dude. Gary Harris and Will Barton, two of the more likely guys to get traded, have been absolute staples here in Denver. Those two guys are the two longest tenor nuggets. The two longest tenor nuggets on the team. Gary Harris first and Will Barton second, who was traded to Denver midway through Gary Harris's rookie year. It's going to be a bit of a shock to the system if one of those guys isn't on the nuggets, I feel like. And I know... Kale, I'm going on a little bit of a rant here. He's on a rant, Kale. Can, can you just, just chill for a sec? Just go. <laughs> it, it is going to be... <laughs> A little, Sorry, a little jarring. At least, yeah. at least to me, somebody who's watched this group of players, Gary Harrison, Will Barton. I'm talking about just, just be such integral parts of this team for so many years. That's it's going to be wild if that happens. I mean, I've said it before, but as far as like the sort of ship of Theseus thing here, like you take Gary and Will out, it's a new Wait, ship. What? It's a different ship now. Ship it's of a Theseus? Google it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, thank you. Ken. I, I do think like once you remove those planks of wood or replace them, like. It's a different ship. Is that that. Could you wait till I Google it before yeah, you go further yeah. down this metaphor? You, you really threw, I was ready to nail this, but you, I made my point. Eric blew it. Yeah, but I will. I will say though, that kind of changing of the guard—that's honestly something that all great teams have to go through eventually. You know, if the Nuggets were just going to remain a mediocre team forever, yeah, Gary Harrison, Will Barton, maybe could be on this team forever, but they don't. They want to be a championship team. And when you want to be a championship team, you've got to make some tough decisions. So we'll see what happens at the trade deadline. Uh, should we take this sh shot and then Ooh. get out of here? It's our parting gift. Thanks to all the super chats tonight. We love you guys. To our family. Can I can I make it? And to Adam Mares, who I love and I miss. Not even a joke. I miss him. <laughs> oh. If you guys have not gotten out to watch a game of the Colorado XOs, the currently 2-1 Colorado XOs at Infinity Park, you got to check them out. They're awesome. 
It's Rugby Town USA's newest rugby venture. Pretty much the Colorado XOs are made up of athletes who have competed at the highest levels of their respective sports. So Rugby Town USA has taken top of the line football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, track and field athletes who they peg as potentially really good rugby players and put them on the Colorado XOs. And they're doing it to inject some life into the U.S. national team. They're putting elite talent elite athletic talent on the u.s national team so get out to watch some of these guys' games at infinity park the first two matches of the rugby world cup are scheduled for april 3rd april 10th mark your calendar they play at infinity park at glendale if you want to hear more about the colorado xos make sure to download the dnvr rugby podcast with colton strickler you talk colorado xos all the time